Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sikanik. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Monday. It's your sports bros, Rob and Souk. I am Rob. Sada. And that's Souk right over there. Right here. With our dude. Poor Ryan Buckley is here as well. He is a Niner fan. Yeah, baby! They're taking it well because he bet on the Chiefs. That is morning. true. Yeah, he did the emotional hedge, which is not a... I mean, that's not a bad way It was to also go. just the... It wasn't... I don't like to do that just for the sake of the emotional hedge. I really thought the Chiefs were going to win that game, and they did. Sure enough. Well, uh, coming up tonight in the club, we got to get to Usher. I believe it's Usher. And he, he makes... He makes the, he makes the booty go clap. <laughs> it's the... Never mind. You you clearly are straight pre- over my head. Well, it's uh, much like uh, like half of old America. The that went right over your head, just like the the halftime show. I did I did know one song. That was the that was the only song I knew from Usher. Yeah. Although my gal was very very excited. Wait, was it Yeah or was it Turned Down for What? Well, that's that's not an Usher song. Yeah, I know. but he that was per- confused me. Yeah, it's not an Usher song. But was he performing it though? Well, no, it was the guy who does it. Well, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That was, was just Little John, but. Yeah, yeah, it was it was confusing. It, it was odd that yeah, okay. Yeah, why did why? What was that doing in there? Well, it's just it, it was introducing little John so that he could go up there and go, Yeah and then Ludacris came out and then uh the Global Gym, the the Cobras came out and it was a whole thing, and then stripper poles and you know was... People were falling off those stripper poles. Did you see that? There's like some video of one of the gals just bailing on it. All I know is there was a lot of middle America that was getting ready to file complaints with the FCC with stripper poles on TV. Don't so, we usually get a report on FCC complaints the next be day something. or a couple? Yeah, they, I bet we see something this week. Oh, I, I promise you somewhere old man Sucanic, my dad is livid and is is claiming that we need to go back to marching bands. He couldn't have been happy <laughs> about what went down. Look, I didn't hate it. I just don't know Usher. But I didn't love it. You know, I guess I roller skating is his whole either. thing, so yeah. uh my gal when when he brought out the roller skates, my gal lost it. You <laughs> she couldn't have been any happier and then the shirt came off and it was a whole thing. All right. Well, that's uh, in the club. We also have Super Bowl ad talk. As we always do in the club on the day after the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll get back to our bean dip here. Uh, Buck is claiming that he has an amazing Spagnolo stat for I us. I do. And uh, do you want the ball first if you win the coin toss under the new OT rules? We'll get to all of that coming up right now. The Hot Five at Five. Oh. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot Five at Five. <laughs> 
It's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number five. College Hoops tonight. Number nine, Duke is in action. It's a light night. There's not much going on, although we do have Arizona-USC later. A rare Pac-12 Big Monday game. Except USC sucks. Uh, Number nine, Duke is hosting Wake Forest. They are at the half. It is 29-27 Blue Devils. Uh, Washington State is up to number two in the Pac-12. They had a big win in Eugene over the weekend. The Ducks rest up this week before visiting Corvallis on Saturday. Uh, as for the women, the Beavers of Oregon State are number 17 this week. They have two very big home games hosting UCLA and USC Friday and Sunday. Both of those teams, Bruins and Trojies, are in the top 10. Yeah, the uh, Lady Ducks, on the other hand, ee, not so much. It's not uh, It's not going well. Now, that program a couple years ago, remember the COVID year? I mean, that was going to be, you know, Sabrina and crown the national champions. And it's uh, it had been very good lately. Some pressure down there. Number four. Well, it turns out the Dre, uh, Trey Greenlaw injury. Did I say Trey Greenlaw? You did Dre. Say Dre. It is Dre. Yeah, Dre Greenlaw uh, was a torn Achilles. Yeah, uh, he did it leaving the sideline for the field, as we saw. Everyone, when, when that happened, and. That's it's it's sad that we've all become so accustomed to what Achilles look like now, and you just God, you want to talk about feeling for someone and something that really could have affected the game because of how good a player he is, especially in coverage. He just he's he's running out from the sidelines and it just pops. It's just nothing you can do about that. That's just heartbreaking. Niners coach Kyle Shanahan says they did everything they planned in the Super Bowl and it is not second guessing. Um, he is not second guessing anything. It just didn't work out. Meanwhile, Andy Reid says uh, he is returning to Kansas City to gun for the coveted three-peat. But you know who isn't returning to his current team in the NFL? Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. He and the Steelers have mutually agreed to part ways. <laughs> that's, that's code for you suck and we would like you to leave. Well, Mason Rudolph played so good for the stretch down and for, for Pittsburgh. So Trubisky will bounce around the league for another five, six years being a crappy backup somewhere. Your Zers have lost guard Malcolm Brogdon. He is getting treatment for elbow tendonitis. Look, I just want it further the record. I want it noted. You said I was happy, and that's just not true. Yeah, you are. No, I am not. I am just happy that he is getting the medical treatment that he deserves and that they're being very cautious with this. I, from here on out, say if you're the Blazers, we put health over everything of our players. Everyone, just take your time. Get some good quality health If you're wondering, the uh, Blazers remain on pace to win only 24 games, which would be well below the uh, Jason Sukanik, Ryan Buckley uh, sports wager of 28 and a half. I just don't like this notion that me and Buckley are rooting for injuries because it's just, it's not We are not. We are are. rooting for uh, health, but health that uh, is generated off the court. He will be reevaluated in two weeks. Uh, this week, the Blazers host Minnesota for a pair. They'll have uh, one tomorrow and then one Thursday, and then that's the All Star break. Number two. Number two. Number two. Uh, Washington uh, offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb followed Kalen DeBoer to Alabama and said he was staying there, but now he's leaving there. <laughs> he, he literally. Stood in front of like the Roll Tide Booster Club and was like, I'm your new OC. And everyone's like, yeah, until I'm not. 
he now turns around and takes the job as offensive coordinator of the Seahawks. So Mike McDonald's staff is now set with Grubb on offense, Aiden Dirty on defense, Jay Harbaugh special teams, and also Leslie Frazier as uh, an assistant head coach. Uh, Grubb's O-line coach, Scott Huff, is reportedly also coming along with him. Uh, one other note, the Cowboys have hired former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer as their defensive coordinator. So the uh, Cowboys a-hole factor just went up. <laughs> He's a good defensive guy. He's a good defensive mind. He wasn't even a bad coach, but yes, one of the great red asses in the NFL. Miserable man. Yes. Seems it. Yes, uh, he is. Former Washington State coach as well. He was yeah. miserable up there too. Not head coach. No, no. No. Under the Mike Price days. Number one. Number one. Number one. And number one, UCLA has its uh, replacement for Chip Kelly. Shut up. Didn't take long and a bit no. of a surprise hire here. You guys shut up. Uh, Bruins hired former running back uh, Deshaun Foster. Most recently, he took the running back's gig with the Raiders, but he had been uh, an assistant at UCLA under Chip and also Jim Mora Jr. He also worked under Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech. Uh, he is uh, seen as a modern CEO type of coach who can command a room and identify and develop players. Yeah, he's never been anything but a running backs coach. Um, but he, he, he went to UCLA. He's a UCLA legend, spent time in the league. I, I don't want to say that this is a bad hire. I just don't know what UCLA was supposed to do at this point. I think that is a bad job. I think it's viewed as a bad job. Um, I mean, this is a promotion from within. Maybe it tries to keep the roster together. Uh, I guess he's popular with the players. But the fact that they're throwing out the modern CEO, like they're using that in their, their press release, that's code for he's not really qualified and can't really build an offense or a defense, but we like him and players like him, so we've got our fingers crossed that he can do something. But isn't that, isn't that, I mean, you could make, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, I don't know, but isn't that kind of what you want in today's game? You want a guy who's young and energetic, like you say, you know, can hit the pavement, really recruits well, uh, kids like him, want to come play for him, and he and he can galvanize, you know, a team, build a culture. He doesn't need to be the X's and O's guys. That's your coordinators. He, he, he look. I'm not. Dis I mean, isn't there something to be said th for there that? There is, now? but let's make no mistake about it. He is hired at UCLA simply because they just don't. There's no. They don't have any other choice. I, I think this is a bad hire, and I, I think in two years, I, unfortunately, I think he's gone. I think he's going to be a sacrificial lamb. Um, they're in. They're in rough shape going into the Big Ten. Chip knew it. UCLA knows it, and I think this is, I think this is the definition of a band-aid hire. You know, Carl Durrell style. You're like, I we can't really get someone that we want. It's like they, they tried to go down to I, to. There were reports that uh, Brennan, the the former San Jose State coach that's at Arizona, they were reporting that he was interviewing for the job and that he was, and he immediately was like, "The hell I am!" Like I'm not taking that thing. It's just weird that one of the programs that got out, it started the downfall of the Pac-12 to go to the Big Ten, is now a job that no one really wants, yeah. including their own head coach. They're a bottom feeder for sure yeah. in the Big Ten. Victory Coast Mexican Food brings you the Hot Five at Five, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at victoricos.com. Our Super Bowl bean dip returns next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, back to our Super Bowl seven-layer bean dip. Ah! You know, we've kind of, I mean, we, we covered it in Stockwatch. There's not much more to say about the overtime decision. Um, if you're just tuning in, all three of us would have kicked had we won the toss. I think that was like universal. I think 100 and however many million people were watching that game. Let's say 70 gave two craps about the game. I think 68 million of us were all saying the same thing. Like, same thing in college everyone's guaranteed a shot to touch the ball. Why on earth wouldn't you want to know what you need? It gives you an extra down. Well, yeah, and it's like, it, it, it played out that way. Like, if you look at San Francisco's one overtime drive, yeah, they got, they, they stalled out on third and four at whatever it was, the 11, yeah. right? The Chiefs 11, and they kicked the field goal. Yeah. Well, imagine if that were the drive after you know, they deferred, and the Chiefs had the first drive, whether they scored 0, 3, or 7. Yeah. How much better is it to know what you need? And then you can decide what plays. You know what I mean? Like, sure. it, Like, that's exactly why. And then have an extra play to accomplish it with Patrick well, well, freaking and, Mahomes. And, and or, or you, well, but see, okay, but to be fair, in this particular scenario, it would have been, okay, it's 4th and 4 at the 11. We can... Tie the game with a field goal, mm-hmm. or we can go for the touchdown and and try to win this game. But Good at choices. least at least you put it in your own hands, like yeah. how you want to deal with it. Whereas if you you kept the ball, so you drove down first, you have to take the points there, right? Yeah. You just have to take three because the unknown of what happens next. And that is where you get in trouble because you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, well, who almost certainly will drive down and stick the dagger in your heart. This is weird. And, and look, I, I don't think it's... I don't think it was the the worst decision in the world. I didn't understand it, but I, I get Shanahan's logic. He claims that they talked about it, and their idea was they wanted the ball third. Their idea was if, if both sides go down, kick field goals, or both sides go down and get touchdowns, they want to have the ball when it comes to sudden death. Which Right. You want to be the first to have the sudden death opportunity. I don't know. Just the idea of you're thinking that far down the road yeah. as opposed to what's ahead of you. And by the way, the, 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 and I think details matter, right? Details win games. And the fact that multiple 49ers claimed that they had no idea even what the rules were 
And well, Juszczyk said he thought they took the ball first because he assumed they wanted to get the touchdown and just win the game. Yeah. Like, it doesn't work that way. Well, how many of them even knew that the overtime over, overtime? It, it sounds like multiple changed. 49er players didn't. didn't and Armstead said he, he knew when he looked up, looked the, up at the, the Jumbotron. The <laughs> Meanwhile, Kansas City has come out and said that they they worked on this in, in, in training they camp. They had a presentation, they, like a PowerPoint presentation They were all about camp, it. And, and then and, they did it every week during the playoffs. And by the way, it completely got thrown. Shanahan's whole logic went out the window because... Chris Jones said that Kansas City already knew that if they went, let, let's say Kansas City scores a touch or San Francisco go down and scores a touchdown. If if the Chiefs had gone down a match, they were going for two. They weren't going to let you have the ball third. Their whole thing was cool. We're going to win the game right here because they know giving the ball back to you, it's now sudden death. So Shanahan's whole logic got blown up by Kansas City's plan. Because you need too many things to happen to get to that point. It just seems yeah. so weird to think that far down. But, I mean, ultimately, that's not why they lost the game. And, you know, third and four at the whatever it was, 11-yard line, I mean, you convert on that, and, and it's it's at least it's a different ball game. At least Kansas City at that point does have to go for two to try to win it. But uh, So I'm, that's not where I'm going to rake him over the coals. And I'm of the belief that I think Kansas City won that game more than San Francisco lost it. But if I'm going to point to a couple things, third down, third and 12, or three for 12 on third down, including two that that one would have sealed the game for sure. The one where San Francisco had to settle for the field goal, the one where McDuffie blitzed, that that play was open. If Purdy delivers that ball on time, Ayuk picks up a first down, and more than likely they bleed out the clock, kick a field goal, and the game's over. And... You know, that's one where, where Spags won on third down repeatedly over and over and over again. And Brock played a nice game, and the Niners played a nice game. They just never made those those little plays that Mahomes and the Chiefs always seem to make, and that ended up being the difference in the game, which is why I, I give credit to Spags, I give credit to their third down defense, and I give credit to Pat Mahomes, who in the last four drives, and he had been flummoxed all game. He went touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown. Well, at one point, Nance said they had 16 straight drives without a touchdown. Yes. Kansas City. Yes. And that was when I thought for sure this was going to come back to bite Andy Reid. But it, it's kind of a lost sequence now because of how the game played out. But at one point, right after Nance, uh, right, yeah, right before Nance said that, Kansas City had to punt. That was when it sure looked like. They were deep in their own territory. It sure looked like Kelsey got a first down. Yeah, and didn't challenge. And they didn't yeah. challenge it. And then the next play, it looked like they got a first down, and they or maybe they had to call a timeout or something. And uh, they blew a timeout there. And boy, I I thought that was going to come back to haunt them yeah. as San Francisco was driving down toward the two minute warning because Casey only had two timeouts instead yeah. of three. Yeah. When he could have gotten a timeout by just challenging, he may have lost, but. Uh, it looked like he he could have won that won challenge, it. gotten the first down, kept the drive alive, and saved the timeout. Yeah. I thought for sure that was going to come back and haunt Andy Reid, but it never did. No, I just I, I think those two plays are the well, the 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 muffed punt off the ankle, which is just it's just dumb luck. It's just absolute dumb luck. I really thought that was the turning point in the game. I did too. Uh, the Chiefs had no momentum. They were doing nothing on on offense. If San Francisco puts a drive together there, it might be curtains. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought if they they take advantage of this. There were and this is where you know give give Kansas City credit for for bowing their back. San Francisco had multiple opportunities there, including after the the uh, the Mahomes interception, mm -hmm. and they did nothing. They had three drives where they went three and out, and they ran the ball once during those and. 
Kansas City held Kansas City's defense held tight until their offense got it going. But the offense really got picked up with that fumble. They scored on the very next play. And after that, it felt like Kansas City's offense just was working a little bit better. And up until that point, the San Francisco D had been lights out. And then I think towards the end they got gas. So like there's so many of these little plays. But I just go back to those those two third downs, third and four, and basically third and four, one in overtime where Ayuk's wide open in the end zone and they don't block Chris Jones because they ran some weird convoluted pass scheme on third down because they didn't believe that Spagnola was going to blitz yet again. And whether that was a botched play by the right side of the line or it was just a bad scheme altogether, either way, that play was a cluster F from mm-hmm. the get-go. And I think Shanahan got way too cute. And then on the other one where it was a great disguise on the part of Spags, they brought McDuffie. And the difference between Brock Purdy, who's a very good quarterback, and Patrick Mahomes, who might be the best ever play, is that right there. When you watch that play, Purdy has it. When you see a free blitzer, you have to throw the ball where he left and look at it. Go look at Ayuk is open at oh, the sticks. wide open. And all Purdy has to do is get rid of the ball on time, and he kind of panics a little bit and ends up trying to throw the outside slant. That second hesitation is everything. And it's, and, and it's done for. And you want to know why Mahomes finds ways to win these games. It's plays like that. Mm-hmm. How many times on those final four drives did Mahomes have to make a play, and he made it every single time, including being perfect, on the overtime game winning. But you drive. know what else he does really, really, really well that I think a lot of us as fans sit and scream at our TV that our guy doesn't do as much, mm-hmm. whoever your guy is, is he especially in on those key drives, he finds a way to extend or get yards with his legs. Yes. Where he's so pr- sneaky good at running the he's football. He's so good at that, but he doesn't do it unless he really has to. Mm-hmm. But he just has a knack for doing it at the exact right time. And, and it's like, Purdy did it a little bit against, well, actually he did it a lot, against Detroit in the second half. So Brock Purdy actually has a little bit of this too. But, man, how many times are you yelling at your TV when you have money on a, a team or whether that's your team, where you want your quarterback, hell, Baltimore's probably doing this, yelling at the TV at Lamar. Like, yep. dude, tuck it and run. You see any daylight, hit it. And that can be such a weapon, even though it's not, you know, obviously it's not, I mean, it's it's improvised, but it's such he does it. He even does that better than everyone else. Yeah. When mm-hmm. it seems like it's just a luck play, where a you know like a sliver of light and he hits it, but he, there's something about him knowing when to do that that he just he gets it every time. It's 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 almost like it's impossible to stop. Well, and how about on the fourth down, where again, brilliant call, but they ran they ran a little read option, and Mahomes was never giving that ball up, and you know he ended up running for well that one. That was that's a good example because uh, Rice, I think it was, was open. Yeah, but this is why Mahomes is so smart. No, Mahomes is like, dude, I ain't throwing that. No. I'll, it's only need a yard. I'll get it. I'm taking this. because he could easily throw it to Rice. What if Rice freaking drops it? You never know. But that's why Mahomes. This is why Mahomes yeah. in crunch time is so good. Is that man? Does that dude? And it's not like any of these plays are like super outlandish wild throws or wild you know like oh my god that's amazing nobody else can do that he just makes such sound decisions well it seems like he makes these plays 85 or 90 percent of the time and it feels like the rest of the league makes him half the time well, I, right. I, he just I, seems automatic but how does he do it I, he's just, it, because like i said it's, that's his greatness it's not like they're they're these i mean he does have those sensational plays where it's like oh my god nobody else can do that but it's not like that. I mean, that was a lot of that was just a couple of runs here, yep. a couple of a little outs there. It feels like savvy and feel for the he, moment. You blitz him and like he that. finds the right guy. He makes the ordinary 
um, or he guess that he makes the extraordinary look ordinary. One of the best things, and I thought they did a nice job of highlighting it. And to me, it's one of the more maddening things if you play him was, and and, and they pointed out multiple times, and San Francisco really did a nice job is he almost dares defensive ends to come inside on him, dares them to. He has this little weird little hesitation step that he does where he kind of, he steps up in the pocket and I swear to God, he is baiting you to get the, he's like, come get me. And the moment you do it, he bails out the, he bails out the back. And he buys and fell five, six more seconds. He can run it. He can throw it. And, and San Francisco did such a nice job for the most part, keeping him in the pocket. And you just have to be so disciplined when you play him, there just isn't any weaknesses in his game. And again, I go back to that that Purdy play on third down where he had that hesitation. I have no doubt that Mahomes and that same play against McDuffie either would have gotten the ball out or would have pump faked McDuffie, sidestep and delivered the ball. Yep. And that's how many that's times how many times do you see when he's under pressure and he does, even when he scrambles, he has that little pump fake that he does and it freezes everyone. It and gives it buys him half a second, an extra step. It's a just, genius. I, but why why is he so much better? Like it like their offense can do nothing yep. for a quarter, two quarters, and then all of a sudden they need it and he can't be stopped. Nope. It's explain that. Well, I, I do think that some of that is Patrick and some of that is Andy Reid, and I think that no one does a better job of uh, spending those first I, again, I, I brought up the Floyd Mayweather thing earlier in the show. When you watch Floyd Mayweather fight, sometimes for the first six or seven rounds, it's not that impressive. And all that he's doing is he's figuring you out. He's accruing all this data, and then they're like, "Okay, now we know what you're doing. Now we know what you want to do. Here, here's our adjustment to it." And there's no one that does it better, maybe in my lifetime, than watching Mahomes and Andy Reid. Three Super Bowl wins. They've been down by ten points in each one of those games. At least ten, yeah. You know, it's it's crazy. There, there is something to that that when, and this is why I, I'm confused a little bit with the way kind of Shanahan played some of those situations down the stretch. Why you don't take that into account, whether or not you're deciding to go for it on both third and fours? I I, I don't get that. I really don't. You're telling me that with the way you're running the ball when you decided to recommit to running it and you've got two plays to get four yards on both of those situations and one of those closes out the game and the other one doesn't close it out, but at least it, it, it ensures that you are in the game basically no matter what and you settled for field goals on both of those, basically turning the ball over to Mahomes and being like, we don't believe you can do it again. That Those are the ones that bother me more than anything else. It bothered me more as a, from a coaching decision than, than going to to... to take the ball in overtime the la i'm not saying everyone needs to be dan campbell and sometimes i think he can be a bit much but every now and then god have a little dan campbell in you and and believe in your quarterback and you have all pros littered across that offense and you have two plays if you decide to do this to get four yards I would, I would rather win and lose the game on that. And that's one of the huge knocks against Shanahan in his whole career is that he doesn't have enough of that in him, that he's a, that he's a little bit too conservative, yep. puckers a little bit too much. I read another stat that in the three Super Bowls that Shanahan has coached in, that also includes that Falcons one, that his teams have been outscored 79-24 to 24 in the second half in overtime. So Damn. just, I mean, comes out gangbusters, builds a lead well, all, in all three yeah. of them, and, and then just can't hold it. He had double-digit leads in all three Super Bowls as yeah. head coach and uh, offensive coordinator. And he's 0-3. So, you know, I guess the only thing you can say to that is, just like Andy Reid, remember all the knocks on Andy Reid yeah. back when he couldn't get over the hump? Well, look at him now. Yeah. 
And, of course, Patrick Mahomes helps. But Shanahan has a great organization and a great team. So as long as he's paying attention to, you know, some of the criticisms or some of his blind spots, maybe, then he can get better. He's a smart guy. Like, yeah. he's not, you know, you, you can improve as a head coach. It is true, because in his Super Bowl, Because Andy Reid had, look, yeah. Andy Reid was a joke when it came to clock management, and now he's like the maestro. And with all, you know, due respect to, to talking heads and pundits, ourselves included, and, and, you know, we're pointing out this and pointing out that, realize that Kyle Shanahan is about six inches away from having two Super Bowls. I mean, yep. he's one Jimmy Garoppolo overthrow, and like I said, how many different plays? They're like It was like the anti-Lions game. We said in that second half with the Lions and the Niners, the Lions just had to make one play out of like six, and they win that game. It felt like the Niners had four or five of those, that if they just made one of those plays, the game would have gone differently, and they could have iced that thing away, and unfortunately, they, they didn't. So... And I have a hard time standing up here and criticizing Kyle Shanahan, who's a hell of a coach with a hell of a team who really outplayed Kansas City for much of the game. But Spags, Reed, and Mahomes, when those three guys are there, it's really at this point, you bet against them, it's it's at your own peril. Because this is even this wasn't even a great version of the Kansas City Chiefs, and yet they won another Super Bowl. Well, their defense was pretty nasty. Yes, it was. All right. Um, more on this is coming up. We can uh, take your text messages on the Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. VancouverFord.com. The number to reach is 503-864-6326. 503-864-6326. Um, yes, there were streakers, and the Tay-Tay over hit. You called that. What a lock that was. No, 100%. Almost doubled it up. It's uh, 5.34. Here's Buck. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, poll question today on X at 1080 The Fan, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling. What cost the Niners of the Super Bowl? Right now, 60% of you say special teams. That would be the missed PAT and the muffed punt. 26% say Patrick Mahomes. Six, uh, sorry, eight percent say Taylor Swift because you know it's all rigged. Damn Taylor Swift. And only six percent said Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. So that's encouraging, I guess. I guess if I you're know. Kyle Shanahan. Although the, I uh, thought he'd be taking more heat today than he is, but I, I sort of, I, I get it. I mean, he got Patrick Mahomes. It happens. The the they played. I mean, the they, reality they is played they good. played really good. They did. They, uh, short of the miscues, you had the the two the two turnovers and the and the blocked PAT. Yeah. Outside of that, I thought Brock Purdy d- did good under the circumstances. I mean, yeah, the, the they block, just got outplayed on that last drive. The block BAT, by the way, is people are making way too much of that because we talked about it. Had that not been blocked, then, then they would have been 17-16. Um, it would have changed. The, the game was would have been decided from the ten yard line if everything else plays out exactly the same. And and you don't know how it would have gone because obviously you know there would have been a kickoff and all that. But I mean, ultimately, Kansas City had to settle for the field goal. They they ran out of time. There was like ten seconds left. They were at the eleven or ten yard line. They ran one play to Kelsey. It was incomplete, and they didn't want to risk another one. So they just kicked the field goal. But had that not been the case, and they'd been down by four. Kansas City wouldn't they wouldn't have been thinking field goal. They would have had the ball down there with a chance to either score. So the game would have been decided right then and there. And does anyone believe, and I mean anyone believe that they were stopping the the Chiefs uh down there? So it would have been what you say it would have been 20 to 16. Uh so yeah, it would have been 17 16. It would have been 17 to 13 uh San Francisco and Kansas City would have had the ball. Oh right, driving down, and right. they wouldn't have settled for a field goal. The only reason they settled for a field right. goal is because a field goal tied the game. Had Moody's extra point gone through, obviously the field goal meant nothing. And and the only reason they it was first down, first or second down when they kicked the field goal because there was only ten seconds left and they just ran out of time. But under the the circumstances, but that wasn't the end of the game. The end of the game was nineteen nineteen. Right? Uh. So this was you're you're you've you've there are so many key drives. I I understand why I think you're getting it confused. I think that then the, the score the, the score would have been confused because the so it, it was it would have been if they made the extra point 20. it would have been seventeen to thirteen, and then Kansas City kicked a field goal to tie it sixteen sixteen because they did not make the extra point. But it would have been if Kansas City say takes that field goal. At that time, it would have been seventeen sixteen. Does that make sense? It's getting confusing, but uh, I think you you fast forwarded that that final drive was uh, to win the game, and it it would have been only with a field goal. They would have they would have gone up. Uh, well, what we're extrapolating out is that it would have been twenty to sixteen, not seventeen thirteen, right? It, in other words, when Kansas City tied it at nineteen, 
they wouldn't have had the opportunity to tie it at 19 because with the made extra point, it would have been 20 to 16. They would have had to score the touchdown. Yes, I that's, think that's what you're saying. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. They would not have settled for a field goal. They couldn't have. They couldn't have. Yes. Right. It was 16 to 19. They tied it up 19 to 19. Had the extra point gone through, right. that never okay. would have been an option. Now that's we're on what, the same That's page. what I'm saying. Right. But it, yeah. Okay. So all I'm saying is like people are saying if that kick goes through, San Francisco wins. No. They wouldn't have, maybe, but Kansas City would not have settled for a field goal down there. It would have been touchdown or bust. So I don't think that extra point looms nearly as large as people are saying it is. Well, they could have stopped them and won the game. <laughs> yeah, have fun with that. Or the Chiefs just would have won the game in regulation. Exactly. But either way, they, they won it. I, I still contend the two third down plays where they blitzed in San Francisco, much like all game, couldn't pick up a blitz. Uh, the third and f- the third and four um, at the end of regulation, and the third and four in the in the overtime that San Francisco didn't pick up. Those are much bigger plays, in my opinion, than than the mixed the mixed extra point. Uh, did you know that uh, Hardman said he didn't know that they won? Yeah, he said he blacked out. <laughs> well, based on his reaction, that makes sense because he didn't lose it right away. It's like his teammates around him did. It, yeah. uh, now that that adds up, I think the overtime rules had a lot of people <laughs> flummoxed. <laughs> Yeah, so it wasn't all the Niners. I mean, even Nicole Hartman didn't know. Yeah. And Donovan McNabb probably didn't know either <laughs> if he was watching. Well, and I was wondering, too, because when they were they were getting down there, in fact, Joey was texting me this, Harrington, too. I was wondering, what happens if they run out of time? Now, they had timeouts, but I was, I was sitting there being like, if they run out of time, is the game over? And I don't believe that's the case because I think it just would have gone to the next quarter. Well, Tony said it on there. Yeah, old Romy. Did he? He's, or Tony Romo. Did he point that out? Yeah, he did. He said. He said, uh, Jim. Uh, no, just there's a lot of people wondering what the hell's going on. I don't even know why they have a clock in overtime in in the playoffs because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But um, he just said this is like the first quarter of overtime. Okay, is what he stated. It was. It was a little confusing to me. I was like, well, if they run out of time, I was like, is the clock a factor? And then I was like, well, no one's talking about it, so clearly it's not. But Look, you know, here's one other thing. Boomer at halftime mm-hmm. on the halftime show, Boomer Esiason said, and nobody addressed it. So I had to look it up later, mm-hmm. and it turns out he was wrong. But Boomer Esiason said, you know, that only there was only one touchdown in the first half, and that yeah. was that trick play to yeah, McCaffrey. Jennings. Jennings to McCaffrey. He said that that shouldn't have counted. Uh, yeah, he said illegal man there was an field. illegal man downfield. Uh, he was not right about that. Because the ball was thrown behind the line of scrimmage? Exactly. Yeah. So... When he said that, they nobody addressed it, and then they went to break, and it, and now you're like, well, what? That shouldn't have counted. What the hell? That's a pretty big deal. Turns out that was not correct. Yeah, so. the ball was behind the line of scrimmage, yeah. so it, it didn't matter. I don't know why he said that. Well, because he's Boomer. I don't know, he was trying to find some sort of angle to be outraged do you know or what, something. You, do you know what uh, Juwan Jennings and Nick Foles have in common now? Yeah, the only uh, two in Super Bowl history to throw and catch a touchdown. In the same game. Yeah. How about that? Well, Jennings was, you know, should have been, could have been the MVP had the defense just made a stop or two, or the offense picked up a, picked up a third down. Pretty crazy. All right, we'll put a bow on the Super Bowl talk, and then we'll move on to uh, halftime show and the ads uh, coming up in the club on the fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Someone asked on the Vancouver Ford text line as we wrap up uh, Super Bowl game talk. We'll get to uh, the halftime show and the ads coming up next. But uh, they asked, is it just me or was Tony Romo not that bad? And I uh, I would agree with you. I, I jotted down in my notes that I didn't think he was uh, as obnoxious as he usually is. I thought he actually had a pretty good game. The one thing, I mean, you could tell he the criticism of him. He heard it mm-hmm. and he... You know, this was the, you know, it's the one of the most watched television events ever. It did seem like he was trying pretty hard to to be more on his game than usual. But there he, were reports too beforehand that like the head of CBS told him to calm it down a little bit. So yeah, and he didn't. I mean, he's still he's still himself. I mean, he's he's got these weird quips and he addresses Jim a lot. He likes leverage. Big fan <laughs> of leverage. He's an odd one, but I thought he had a pretty good game, except that he did say at one point, like one of the big knocks on Tony Romo is that a lot of people say he does not do his homework. He doesn't, yeah. he, some, there have been people that have called him out on when he talks about linemen, he'll just say the position. Yeah. Meaning he doesn't even know who the player is. He yeah. just says, oh, the, the center did this or the guard did this. Uh, he mentioned that Creed Humphrey, who is the center for the Chiefs, had a low snap and he called it uncharacteristic. Yeah. And of course, everybody Everyone. lit him up for that because if you know if you've watched the Chiefs at all, it's you know that Creed Humphrey has had a real problem with that all season. Yeah. So, but I, all in all, I I don't think that guy's out to lunch. The texture. I, I think Romo had a decent game for Romo. Sure, I can go with that. Although I thought he kind of ga- I w- I wish he would have shut up at the uh, on the touchdown there at the end. I that think. was the complaint I heard a lot that he just he would not. Can we hear it? Uh, well, do you have it on let's, there? Let's see. Yeah, the I think I call. do. I yeah, didn't. hold on. I didn't uh, notice, yeah. but... Did he Cannon talk? is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Oh, this is the Chiefs. Kansas City! McCall Hardman! That's not my man Jim. No, no I don't know if Who had it holstered see. to say... Uh, Jackpot! Yeah, and then they lo- then they talked about how much they loved each other, even though deep down I think Jim Nance hates Tony Romo. But, yeah. you know. So is Greenlaw out most of next season now? Uh, with an Achilles? If he's Aaron Rodgers, he'll be back by the start. But yeah, he, I was he's, just going to say, it depends if you're Aaron Rodgers or most, not. Most uh, Achilles injuries, yes. he he will. He's out for the majority of next year. God, that's brutal. You know, maybe come back Thanksgiving-ish. I mean, and that's another one of those that, you know, losing your best coverage linebacker, losing... One of the the uh, half of the best linebacking duo in 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 the NFL, that's a big deal. Losing Greenlaw well, like yeah. that, he's one of their better players. Absolutely, Hufunga wasn't in there, yep. and so it's like, man, and well, just it, just the way it happened too is I know, just the most fluke thing. And, and the moment, and if you didn't see it, he just he was on the sidelines getting ready to run in the game. He took a step, and he was all fired up to run onto the field, and, and he down blew, he goes. And you knew the moment you, that you saw that, you're like, oh yeah, that's yeah. that's the Achilles. What was that thing they carted him off in? Did you see that? Yeah, it was just the, it, it was the that? meat wagon, but he they didn't put him in the back of it. Why? I, my guess is he refused to ride in the back. Yeah, because they had he was riding in the front, and yeah. it's like, well, wait a minute, that guy. Then what's just, the point of the pickup? <laughs> right, and some guy in a suit's riding on the back. Yeah, my my guess is there are some guys that have a sense of pride. Um, 
getting on the back of the meat wagon is there's like a stigma behind it. And my guess is Greenlaw just wasn't going out like that. Well, but, that whole thing looked kind of, I don't know, it didn't look like your normal, you call it the meat wagon. Yeah. It didn't, it looked like a little <laughs> clown car. Like it had a little. Most of the time, like it, if, if it's at your own facility, it's a John Deere that's specifically made for that. It's a little John Deere gator. Yeah. And they've got like a sliding seat. And that looks kind of badass. You lay on the back of that. You wave it. You know, put the yeah. towel over your head. Yeah, that's this one. This I think, one was like a little golf cart with. Yeah, it's it's like the, Mork and Mindy's egg. Yeah, and then there's just a there's a flat bed behind it, and maybe Greenlaw's like, no, 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 I'm not. You know, and he sat up in the front. Yeah, he's like, he's not going out like that. And that's the part is like you see some of those guys like Kobe Bryant shot free throws and walked off the court. So. Like he knew he had torn it, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't writhing around in pain. And he's like, no, I'm going out with some, some dignity, but to have that happen in the biggest game, I, that's just, I, I feel for him so much. And that's another one of those little things that can make a difference in a ball game that close. I mean, look, you look at the, when you look at the team stats, they, they were almost identical passing, rushing turnover. Like, I mean, it was just, that's about as even a game as can be played. And you look at all the little things from, I personally think third down, three for 12, and Spag's ability to heat up Purdy and their inability to adjust to it, I think that was the game. But you look at all the little things from special teams, you know, how many times, you know, you know, does a punt like that randomly hit someone's foot? And McLeod was yelling, you know, he was yelling to everyone to get out of the way. It was just a dumb luck thing, and then McLeod doesn't jump on the ball. He tries to pick it up. They say he didn't hear it or something. I guess the, the guy. Yeah, it's just it's it's one of those dumb. It's one of those dumb things that every you know two hundred punts happens. McCaffrey has fumbled. McCaffrey never fumbles. Yeah, ever. And yet he coughs it up. How about that? The first two drives when San Francisco, San Francisco was killing them, they were killed by a fumble by the best running back in football and two penalties on the same drive by the best left tackle in football. Otherwise, San Francisco's probably up 14 or 10 nothing to start that game with a different feel, and they were killed by arguably their two best players. You know, weird stuff yeah. happens in these games, which is why... As much as I want to say San Francisco is set up for success and oh there'll be there'll be other times. Dude, this is two with this crew that they've they've been to and easily could have won both of those. Double digit leads in both of them. Not many teams get a chance to even come back and have a redemption story, let alone a third attempt yeah. at it. I think the worst thing about it if you're a Niner fan, because I like I said at the start of the show, I, I think they're they run it back. They're not a one hit wonder. They're they were here just a couple of years ago. Yep. They'll be back again. There's no guarantees, but they're built. They have a good franchise, good quarterback, good coach. They they should they should just keep running at this thing, right? Yeah. Like you don't Yes. No no reason to you don't overreact. Have to overreact. But you know, it's funny when you when you think about the Chiefs, you just trust Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, right? And now Spagnola's been thrown into that as he the he's starting to get noticed. Shanahan's the opposite. It's like when the Ni the Niners could have the best team in football, much like the Ravens this year, and there will always be that thing until he gets over the hump in the back of your mind that yep. Shanahan is too conservative, or Shanahan's going to blow it, or Shanahan's going to get away from the run, or Shanahan's going to make the wrong uh, game management call. There is that stigma with him right now, and it's deserved. Yeah, I mean, it, yes. It's just, hopefully, hopefully he looks at that. I don't. Again, I don't know what kind of adjustments or improvements he can make, but like I said before, Andy Reid at one point was 
a laughing stock when it came to clock management. Yep. And that was always viewed as part of the reason why he could never win the big one. Well, now he's won three. So yeah. you can overcome these stigmas. And Shanahan's dad, uh, you know, had some failures there in Denver before, you know, breaking through with, with his two in a row. Yeah, I think the point is with Shanahan, boy, I don't have a lot of faith in, like, I would just be nervous if I'm a Niner fan and him in a big game. At the same time, he is no question good enough to have a ring and probably deserves one at this point. As good of a job as that guy's done. Yep. He's been excellent. Yep. He got Mahomes twice and uh and Brady'd. Uh like if you want right. to go down that road, I, look he if, did. You, if you're gonna lose Super Bowls, those yeah. are two pretty good guys to lose That's to. A tough the, draw a couple you, times. Right. You think of those three Super Bowl losses? Yeah. You're looking at I mean the two <laughs> dynasties of our time. Yeah. So but at some point you gotta you gotta break through. You can't be the nineties Bills, man. Nope. You gotta break through. Yep. And too many times it's come down to a play or two yeah. where you don't execute and you know, ultimately that falls upon you. All that, right. That play call in in overtime, um, where Jones came through untouched, that's against pressure that that had been brought every single third down, that is borderline coaching malpractice that they ran that horse crap protection. Uh and I still think the O line butchered it, but what are you doing in that situation, running that call? You that think, is you one. You think they consulted uh, John Harbaugh and Todd Monken on that one? <laughs> well, and this, this criticism has come up before. Remember when the Niners were like pulling Trent uh, Trent Williams across a couple yeah. postseasons ago, and they're like, "Dude, just run behind him. You don't need to set him in motion." Like just, when when you are facing when you are facing clearly clearly significant six seven man pressure and you decide to run some funky protection scheme where you've got centers pulling and play action where no one and i mean no one gives a rip that you're going to run play action because they're sending the house he'll look back at that one and be like we got too cute and we got too fancy and uh and it cost us would you like to talk about the ads or usher first yes Okay, all of it next in the club on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.